take a girl and a guy and they fall madly in love and form a family. Sprinkle in some counseling degrees and a doctorate, a dream of transforming relationships as we know it. And 20 years later, we give you power couple Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. And this is their podcast, Couples Synergy. Welcome back to another episode of Couples Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean. I'm Dr. Ray. And I'm Jean. And this is our podcast about love, marriage, and relationships. Please check us out online on our Facebook page and Instagram at Couples Synergy or our website, couplesynergy.com. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast or send us any suggestions on topics you'd like to hear more about. And now on to Couples Synergy, an in-depth look at love, marriage, and relationships, where we bring you our experiences working with thousands of couples for nearly 20 years. Everyone says you need to work on a relationship, but nobody teaches us how. So we've created this podcast to teach people what they can do to create the relationship they've always dreamed of with the partner they fell in love with. In today's episode, Jean and I will be discussing the topic of forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And we are puppy sitting. Yeah. So (laughs) if you hear a little pitter-patter or something, that's uh, Arnie. That's our son and daughter-in-law's dachshund, and he is quite a ball of energy right now. I can see him about to jump off the couch there, Jane, and all old. over your wrap there. <laughs> okay, there he's running across the room now. So yeah, just uh, kind of bear with us here. Um, if we seem a little distracted, we'll be uh, making sure he's not getting into any trouble down right. here. Um, you know, one of the things we wanted to talk about uh, in regards to the topic of forgiveness uh, we are now at the, the cusp here of 2020 and ending 2019. And one of the things that comes to mind is the song, Old Lang Syne. We all, we all know the song, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, what's very interesting is that I didn't actually know where it came from and what the words really meant, Right. What'd you so, find out? So I kind of looked up, you know, a little bit about it, and it was, um, I just kind of checked out Wikipedia, and I didn't know that it was actually a, a Scottish song, right? So it was a Scottish song. Um, it, was, it was made from a poem written by Robert Burns in 1788. 1788. Right. Oh. And so mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know the words of it. It's Auld Lang Syne. Sign, I should say. It's not with a Z. A-U-L-D-L-A-N-G-S-Y-N-E. All right. And that phrase in itself, if it's translated into standard English, it comes out as like days gone by. Right. Or long, long ago. And, you know, it, it kind of brings up feelings of nostalgia about positive things you've experienced with other people, like mm-hmm. in your relationships. You know, if you're thinking back, you know, on twenty on twenty nineteen and everything that you've experienced that was positive, all the relationships that you've had with people that were positive, it kind of brings up that same kind of uh, feeling and that connection that you've had with people. And, you know, I think this song specifically is really a a good one to kind of incorporate in our talk today about forgiveness, because I I think we're challenged with this pretty regularly, 
right? We, we are face negativity from other people. We face challenging situations where it makes it uh, very easy to have anger and carry resentments, you know, in all of our relationships. And I think we've gotten worse and worse at resolution. You know, I love the movie Grumpy Old Men, who are these two guys who lifelong live next door to each other and they have this battle. But if ever the other one really needed them, they would show up. And I think when we lived in a time in a time where things were smaller and there was more community, you know, you might fight with someone on Saturday night, but be sitting next to them in a pew on Sunday, which we don't really do anymore. And we can really isolate ourselves and cut people off. But it actually leads to a much less satisfying life and it makes us physically sick. Yeah, I was meeting with a client uh, this past week. This is a, it's a new, fairly new client. And he had gone through a divorce with his ex about four years ago, yet the negativity and the contention conflict continues as if they were still married. And one of the things that I had talked to him about was what he has power and control over changing, and that is whether he wants to continue to hold on to the resentment, whether he wants to continue to hold on to that anger inside, because ultimately what it does is it affects him you know, especially those times when he's not interacting with his ex, that anger and that resentment, it wreaks havoc on him mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. And he may not even be talking to her at all, right? It's just all rolling around in his own head. And so for him, he's challenged with finding that place of forgiveness, not forgetting what had happened, not rolling over and you know, not protecting himself from any future conflict or pain. Right. Forgiveness doesn't mean that what happened was okay. It means that you don't, you're not going to allow it to have power over you anymore. Especially you're not going to let it occupy your entire day and all of your energy. There's a Buddhist saying that says that anger is like picking up a hot poker from the fire and using it to strike someone. And you can't pick it up without burning yourself. I like that. You know, the Buddhists do believe in, you know, attachment. And what we attach ourselves to is where pain and suffering comes from. And so if we continue to attach ourselves to continued anger and continued resentment and, you know, continued contentiousness, towards another human being, then we are the ones that are going to suffer for that. You know, in our divorce group that we run once a month, um, we talk about when were you energetically divorced? And we have people in group that are legally divorced, but they're energetically still connected. Because if you think about a relationship like a fire, well, every time you get in a fight with that other person, you're putting another log on that fire and you're keeping it going. And there's other people who are they're emotionally divorced long before they're legally divorced. And it has to do with that resolution of forgiveness, the resolution of anger through the process of forgiveness. You know, and speaking with that client, you know, he is really struggling with it because, you know, for him, the questions that come up are, you know, how can you not take it personally? Especially if every time that he has interactions with his ex, that he feels slighted, 
or that he feels like he is painted in a bad light in front of the, the children. And yes, I mean, that is a very challenging thing to go through. You know, I would say it's an energetic thing. And once he goes through a process of forgiveness and her words no longer have power over him, they won't work. If you're in a situation in your life and someone continues to bully you, talk bad about you, harass you, get at you, they can't do that without your permission. You have to care enough to get upset about it, for it to work for them. That's the investment. They want that. Yeah, they want you to have that reaction. Mm-hmm. You know, They want you to feel the same amount of anger and pain that they have within themselves. And we're not saying that once you find forgiveness that it will stop, mm-hmm. right? That behavior may still continue to happen, you know, to you, but it doesn't have power over you, as right. Jean said. Mm-hmm. You know, the, um, the hormone SIGA is the hormone that strengthens our immune system. And when we're angry, our SIGA levels are suppressed. But when we go through a process of forgiveness, we get extra. And I think there's a really important reason we talk about depression during the holidays and then forgiveness at the end of the year and then the celebration of a new year. There's a whole process we're going through right now. And we're going through it with the sun, right? We just had the shortest day of the year and now the sun is returning. So there's been this death and rebirth that's happening. And because of death and rebirth, there is grief and loss and hopefully acceptance and forgiveness so that you can move on and create something new. You know, I think all of us really want that. You know, every every new year, uh, people try to make a change. You know, they try to let go of the past. They try to come up with New Year's resolutions. I'm going to make changes in my life in this area or this area. You know, and so we all share that same sentiment of starting anew and how often do we think about starting anew from an emotional perspective, right? And not necessarily just cutting people out of our lives that have caused us pain, but emotionally allowing ourselves to forgive them so that we don't continue that pain within ourselves. I remember the story that Carolyn Mace talked about. Carolyn Mace is a, a spiritual teacher, a medical intuitive She has tons of stuff all over the internet. Um, And she talks about this story where she's teaching a class and it's like a two or three hour class. And then people sign up to meet with her after the class. And this woman sits down in her chair and, you know, she's a medical intuitive, right? So Mm -hmm. they're coming for a reading of some kind. And she sits down and Carolyn May says to this woman, how can I help you? And the woman says, you tell me I paid my money. And... Carolyn May sat there and she said, you know what? I'm going to sit here until I can find a way to say thank you to you for saying that to me. And the other hundred people in line groaned and like, oh, geez, right? And in that moment, she realized what she was doing and the way she was trying to help people wasn't helping them at all because they weren't taking personal responsibility. So she totally shifted the way that she taught and empowered people to heal themselves as opposed to trying to take on the burden. And I think that's what we do when we're in a process of resentment and anger. We've taken on responsibility for something that isn't ours. 
And every time someone says something to you that feels like a dig, feels personal, feels like a sting, if you could just sit back and at least in your head say, I'm going to find a way to say thank you to that person for saying that to me. You've just taken your power back because now you have choice and that's what power is. I mean, what you're talking about here dovetails on, you know, one of the things I believe in and that is that everything happens for a reason. And, you know, in the, in the same conversation I was having with the client, I, I, I said that, you know, either everything happens for a reason or everything happens randomly. And I would rather believe that, that the crap that we go through the challenges that we go through, it is happening for some type of reason so that I can find purpose and meaning for that. And so that I can understand what it is that I'm supposed to learn from those challenging and difficult situations. And if you're able to look at it from that perspective, then finding forgiveness, being able to let go of any transgressions that someone, you know, does to you, it makes it much easier. I mean, I'm not saying it's easy at all, but it makes it a little bit easier. It gives a little bit sense of understanding. You know, um, Albert Einstein said that the consciousness level that created the problem is not the consciousness level that can solve the problem. And so when you ask those better questions like, you know, is this on purpose and what is in it for me and how can I learn and grow from this? Then you have this opportunity to shift your consciousness level. And if you think about it like a radio dial and you're at 85.9 and that's coming in loud and clear, the pain, the conflict, the justification, and guess what? You're absolutely right. You're right, you're valid in what you're feeling, but the solution is up at 102.3. And in between 89.5 and 92.3 is a lot of static and a lot of unknowns, and that's the uncomfortable part that people don't like. But you can't get to the answer of those questions without sitting through that static, without sitting through some confusion and allowing it to marinate for a bit until that resolution surfaces within you. And it's kind of cool because if you ask yourself those questions, you know, what what can I learn from this? Why is this in my life? What is this helping me become? Because we all know what fertilizer is made of, mm-hmm. right? And so when we do that at night before we go to sleep, a lot of times we can wake up in the morning and have more clarity and have more peace and find that avenue of forgiveness. And, you know, that takes a lot of self-understanding and self-reflection, being able to find that insight within and be willing to actually do that, you know, which I highly encourage, you know, all of you out there that are listening to do the work because you can't have that kind of a connected relationship, a healthy, happy relationship, unless you do that work within yourself and find that place of self-understanding. You know, in, in a past um, episode, I talked about a near-death experience that I went through. And there isn't a day that goes by that it doesn't sit in the back of my head reminding me uh, of, about how important our relationships are. In that podcast, I, I talked about my experience of seeing every relationship I had ever had in my entire life and how important each and every interaction was. And so holding on to resentment 
towards somebody or holding on to anger towards somebody, it just goes against everything that I was shown that day, that we are not here to hold on to negative feelings towards someone. We are here to learn from every single relationship that we have. We're here to learn from every interaction and every person that comes into our life. One of the simplest and profound things that you could do right now is stop wasting the most precious time of your day, which is the first 10 to 15 minutes when you wake up in the morning. And if you took those moments, because our brain is in a really lovely place and it's slowly becoming more conscious, so our our subconscious and conscious minds are sort of activated at the same time, which is where that problem-solving stuff happens, right? And you allow yourself to, I think you used the word reflect. We, we have so little reflection time in our lives anymore. And if you gave yourself those first few minutes in the morning and just allowed yourself to think about your day and to get centered and to get really aware and conscious about your day and listen to any, any wisdom or thoughts that might have come in through the night, Because what most people do is they grab their phone and they're instantly sucked in and distracted, right? And so you're missing that really important healing time of day. The first few minutes when we wake up, it is so pregnant with the ability to shift. And I think that's what you're talking about when you had that near-death experience. You were at a different frequency. And so what made sense there was really profound. And it almost seems silly here, even though it's so easy to get angry down here. I would also encourage you to recognize when you do pick up the phone. You know, if you are sitting in a conversation or you're sitting in some social situation, whatever the situation is, and you find yourself picking up your phone, turning on and looking at it, and it might not be something important, might like you might not have gotten a notification at that time, but you're just picking it up and looking at it and start to self-reflect as to what is going on in that moment. What is it that you're feeling? What is it that you're thinking? Is there something that you're trying to avoid? Is there something that you don't want to look at? Okay. You don't want to address. So you want to check out. Yeah, you want to check out or you're bored or whatever, whatever it is that you're experiencing or whatever it is that you're thinking, that's part of that self-reflection as well, right? Because if we just go to the things that distract us, then we don't really get to, to learn in the moment what, what it is that we're supposed to learn. What if you put on your screensaver that question? <laughs> why, why did you just pick up your phone? <laughs> Something like that, you know, yeah. just to kind of jar you to go, wait a second, let's get back in this moment. What's really happening? And am I bored? Am I avoiding? Do I feel insecure? Yeah. Do I feel embarrassed? Right. Do I feel awkward? What is it that you're feeling in that moment that causes you to look for some type of distraction in some way from to, uh, to escape what it is that you're feeling? You know, we, we've been, we've been faced with kind of a lot of loss this year mm-hmm. and the people around us that, you know, we've been working with, they've been surrounded with a lot of loss and, you know, it really puts into perspective what is truly important in this world. And, you know, this past Sunday we had the opportunity of going and, and singing Christmas carols to your cousin, you know, who lost her son 
um, to suicide and he was a vet. We, we did a podcast, you know, kind of a month ago, a month ago, honoring him. But, you know, when you really think about it, one moment our loved one will be there and the next moment they could be gone. And if we utilize our time, or I should say waste our time, focusing on the things that really don't matter, anger or resentment or animosity, or that another person has offended you in some way, then we're really wasting those precious moments where we could truly be connecting with another human being that is obviously an important person in your life at that moment. I'd really recommend the book, The Untethered Soul by, I want to say Michael Singer. I might have that wrong, but it's The Untethered Soul. I'm pretty sure Michael and an S, but I think it's Singer. And he talks about, you know, the way that our, we process information, you know, so he says, you know, if you're driving down the street and you see a tree, the tree comes into your mind and doesn't really have an emotional weight to it. So it sort of passes through and energy is supposed to do that. It's supposed to just pass through. But if you're driving down the street and you see a car that looks like your ex's car, well, now you have an emotional connection to that. And all of a sudden you're thinking about that person and that energy instead of passing through is starting to swirl and it's starting to get stuck. And that stuckedness typically feels like anxiety and anger. And that's the point. The point is to let things pass through. And they don't pass through if we block ourselves from feeling those things. So you do have to sit in it and feel. And the people that, that, that we're working with right now that are dealing with loss, what I've heard over and over again is, I don't want to go outside. I don't want to see the lights. I don't want to go to parties. I want to sit inside and I want to feel what I'm feeling because I don't want to be on for other people. And some of them, it's the first time in their life they're getting to be very selfish and really think about themselves and not do anything out of obligation this season. And I think that's fantastically powerful. And I think they'll get through whatever they're going to get through. It's a very difficult time of year, but you got to sit in it. You got to sit in it and you got to let it percolate, marinate so that it can transform into a place of forgiveness, understanding, and ultimately gratitude. And you know what Gene is talking about also is that if you don't allow it to pass through, it gets stuck. It gets stuck in your physical body. It gets stuck in your mental and emotional body. And it wreaks havoc. It causes so much damage in many different ways. And in our next episode that we release, we actually are interviewing Teresa, who right. has stage four cancer. Mm -hmm. And she talks about that self-reflection and how much she has had to go within herself, even in the midst of having to go through a divorce with a husband who is not supportive of her having to tune inward and to attend to herself because, frankly, her life depended on it. And she actually went into remission, and it came back because her anger came back twice. It's a really powerful story because she's very conscious in taking care of her health, but at the same time really trying to work through all of these big topics of anger that she feels from her marriage and the way she was treated. Really great podcast. 
And so we really want to thank you so much for joining us today, for listening to Couple Synergy and the topic of forgiveness. We really wish you all of the best, you know, for the close of 2019 and all of the best for the start of 2020. And we hope that by listening to this episode and by listening to Couple Synergy this year, it has not just been beneficial for your life, but also your relationships. For all of you listening, please subscribe to our podcast and please leave us a review. We really appreciate every single review that we get, and it really helps us tailor our program for our listeners. If you have any questions, comments, or again, topic suggestions, please email us at contact at couplesynergy.com. And for more information about Couple Synergy and our programs such as Relationship 101, the Couples Weekend Intensive, and our premier program called Couple to Couple, look us up online at couplesynergy.com. And if you know someone who could benefit from this episode, please download it and share it. And don't forget to let go and grow. And thank you for listening. Until next time, synergize your life and synergize your love. You have been listening to Couple Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Couple Synergy was recorded, edited, and produced by Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Voiceover and music entitled Breathe and Let Go was recorded and composed by Gina Gonzalez.